Do you know that certain peptides can benefit those with Graves' disease and Hashimoto's? If you want to learn more about how peptides can help with thyroid autoimmunity and other chronic conditions, then you'll want to check out the brand new Peptide Summit hosted by Dr. Jenny Flagar. In fact, peptides play a huge role in helping Dr. Jenny overcome her Hashimoto's condition. To register for the free Peptide Summit, visit saymythyroid.com forward slash peptides. Hey, this is Dr. Eric. And in this Q&A episode, I am going to answer the question, does everyone with a thyroid condition need to avoid soy? So I'll start off by mentioning that soy does have some health benefits. First of all, it is a very good source of protein, especially for a plant-based food. And it also has some other health benefits. So it's not all bad, but there are a few reasons why I do recommend for people with thyroid conditions to avoid soy while restoring their health. Again, not necessarily permanently, but while someone's restoring their health, there are a few reasons. One of those reasons is because soy allergies are common, as well as soy sensitivities. By allergy, I mean IgE mediated. Someone would have an immediate reaction with an IgE allergy, whereas with an IgG sensitivity, it's more delayed. And I I will say I've seen a lot more soy sensitivities and allergies when people doing food sensitivity tests, which I quite honestly, I mentioned in other podcasts, not like I've done hundreds or thousands of these over the years, but when people do them, soy commonly shows up. So that's one reason. Another reason is soy is high in phytates and lectins, and these are anti-nutrients found in other foods as well, such as grains, nuts, seeds, legumes, but also found in soybeans. Now, to be fair, properly preparing soybeans, for example, through fermentation, can help to degrade these anti-nutrients. And that's why fermented soy has some really good health benefits. And if you are going to eat soy, I do typically recommend to eat organic fermented soy. Now, speaking of organic, uh, another reason why I recommend avoiding soy is because most soy is genetically modified. But if you're eating organic soy, then you don't have to worry about that. So if you're eating non-organic soy, good chance that it's GMO soy, which you would want to avoid. Now, another potential reason to avoid soy, and this directly relates to thyroid health, is that soy does have some goitrogenic properties. Goitrogens inhibit thyroid function. Another example of potentially goitrogenic foods are cruciferous vegetables, although in most cases, cruciferous vegetables aren't problematic. So I do recommend for my patients with thyroid conditions to eat cruciferous vegetables, And that includes people with hypothyroid conditions as well as Hashimoto's because that's what would be the real concern. If someone has hyperthyroidism, some people might try to eat goitrogenic foods intentionally like cruciferous vegetables or soy to try to lower thyroid hormone levels. But I will say most of the time that doesn't work. Actually, I don't know of a time that it has worked when I've tried it because I have tried it in the past years ago. With patients, more so with cruciferous vegetables. I can't say I've tried it with soy, so maybe soy works more effectively. But I will say soy, from what I understand, is more goitrogenic than cruciferous vegetables. But again, this probably isn't the primary reason not to eat soy. It really is because soy allergies and mainly sensitivities are more common. And again, higher in the phytates and lectins. But again, fermenting could help with that. There is a concern, or some practitioners are concerned about phytoestrogens in soy. 
So isoflavones are a type of phytoestrogen found mostly in soy products. And from the research I've done, phytoestrogens found in soy actually have some pretty decent health benefits. So for those who hear the word estrogen and are concerned, well, eating soy increase the risk of developing breast cancer or other types of cancer. So again, there really isn't strong evidence showing this. Really, the evidence seems to point to the opposite, that phytoestrogens actually could have protective benefits. And there are other phytoestrogen foods such as flax seeds, which I grind flax seeds and I add it to a smoothie that I have on a daily basis. So again, I'm not concerned about flax seeds. And again, I've done research. It's not like I'm blindly dismissing the potential of phytoestrogens causing problems. But the research that I've done shows that phytoestrogens in both soy and flax are both more protective, that they really aren't causing harm. Now, maybe if someone's eating large amounts of these foods, it could be a problem. And again, when it comes to soy, if someone's eating soy burgers, soy chicken nuggets, which years ago, many years ago, a few decades ago, I actually was guilty of eating soy chicken nuggets at times, not regularly, not like every day, but it wasn't uncommon either. Uh, that was well before I was dealing with Graves' disease. And so if they're eating those types of foods or drink soy milk on a regular basis, those foods I would really try to avoid. But if someone's eating fermented soy, and again, preferably after they've regained their health, then I think this is perfectly fine. So that is my response to the question, does everyone with a thyroid condition need to avoid soy? In my opinion, people should avoid soy while initially dealing with the thyroid condition while trying to restore their health. But I wouldn't say they need to permanently avoid soy. And granted, I'm sure there are some people with thyroid conditions who would still regain their health if they ate fermented soy. But as I say, with some other foods, we don't know which people would be able to get away with it, which people wouldn't be able to get away with it. So just to play it safe, I do recommend for people to avoid soy while trying to restore their health. So I hope you found this Q&A episode to be super valuable, and I look forward to catching you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Save My Thyroid podcast. If you haven't done so already, make sure you hit subscribe to stay up to date on the latest thyroid health-related topics. And to get your free thyroid and immune health restoration action points checklist, visit SaveMyThyroidChecklist.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to let you know about a product called Hepatomune Supreme, which is a unique supplement that has a rare combination of N-acetylcysteine, also known as NAC, milk thistle, and schisandra to support the liver. And it also has a few mushrooms that can help support the immune system, including cordyceps, which has both immune modulating and adaptogenic properties and is great for those with Graves' disease and Hashimoto's. To learn more about Hepatomune Supreme, visit SaveMyThyroid.com forward slash liver support.